Welcome to Homework, the podcast by and for people who work from home. I'm your host, Harry Marks. This is episode number 276, Focus Month, One Thing at a Time. We are kicking off Focus Month. If you like the show, please support us on Patreon, where you'll have early access to each episode, bonus content, the opportunity to listen along live every week, and lots more. That's at patreon.com slash homeworkpodcast. You can also join our Discord, where you can chat with like-minded homeworkers and more. You'll find a link in the show notes. Additionally, you can reach us by email at heyhomeworkpodcast at gmail.com. We read and respond to everyone. Now let's get started. How you doing, Dave? I am laser focused, nice. like a laser beam, because well, it is focus month. That is perfect. But I think before we do that, we should jump into our tools of the week. What is yours? My tool of the week is uh, inspired by focus month. It is a little, I don't know if it's an app or a service. Holy cow, my dogs are having some sort of fit in the floor. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Called Freedom. You can find it at freedom.to. This is something that you can do to, it's really like a, a gatekeeper between yourself and all the online distractions that are a part of our everyday life. Uh, I've been using it for a while on my phone uh, and I'm going to start using it on my Mac. I quite like it. It's a little, well, let me just explain how it works. You select uh, the device that you want to use it on. There's an app, of course, but it also works via a browser and there's a Mac app and there's a whole bunch of ways to do it. Once you open up uh, Focus, you, I'm sorry, Freedom, you go through the preferences and you can choose the specific sites or apps you want to be unable to access. And then you can set a schedule. You can say between, uh, say, 8 a.m. and 12 p.m. on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I don't want access to Facebook or whatever it is. And you can set up as many schedules or as many sites and apps as you want click go and then you're off to the races if you try to access those sites you will simply get uh the the freedom logo on your display um it works really really great because i'm a person who if i have those 10 seconds of nothing to do well i i can't have that harry heaven forbid i'll tab over and open some silly little thing and this reminds me up oh, we're not doing that right now it works great so if you're the kind of person who wants that little extra help from a service to help you stay focused and avoid online distractions, go give freedom a try. You can use the whole thing for free. That's great. How easy is it to bypass if you need to, uh, <clears throat> if you decide, you know what, I do want to be on Facebook right now, even though I'm not supposed to be, how, how easy is it to get past that? Uh, it's not super easy. It does. You know, it basically at first asks you, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> and there's that little bit of guilt like oh okay app you're right yeah um, but if for whatever reason you really need to say your job requires you to add something to facebook right now then you could you would be able to do it nice yeah. very nice that's a that's a perfect app for this evening's topic as well um, i agree and for my tool of the week, so I've been doing, uh, if you've been following me on Twitter, you've been following my blog, I've been doing videos, uh, especially if you've been following my YouTube channel um, at the mm -hmm. study. Um, <clears throat> I've released two videos so far. One was a, a brief history of my my typewriter and the Smith Corona company. And then the recent one I did was a review of the Ugmunk analog that we discussed last week. Mm -hmm. um, and so one, I've been using my phone to do these videos. And there's some really great built-in features in the iPhone camera. Um, I mean, it's a stellar camera. I can record in 4K. Um, built-in mm -hmm. image stabilization, which is great. Um, great color reproduction. It's using that... that um, 
that HDR video style that only Apple is allowed to use for some reason, or, or, or the way they implement it, really, you can only view it on Apple devices, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it, it looks and sounds amazing, <clears throat> but the, the issue I've been running into is it's not giving me enough of what I want in terms of control mm. and um, the capabilities. And I know the camera is capable of so much more. So I was listening to an episode of MacBreak Weekly, and I think it was Alex Lindsay, who, who is a major video uh, production person. Um, he uh, he used to work for Industrial Light and Magic, and he does a lot of different videos for pol- politicians and I think even Apple. Um, and so he recommended uh, an app called Pro Camera by Moment. Um, and what this is, so Moment is a company that makes lenses. They make them for the iPhone. I believe they make a special case that you can sort of uh, swap out and and in different lens types, so like fisheye mm. and wide angle and stuff. So they don't just make hardware; they also make the software, and it's called Pro Camera. And what it does is it gives you a whole bunch of features uh, that I'm specifically using the filmmaking features. But you get like focus peaking, so you get a little glow around the edge of the thing you're trying to dial into focus. You've mm. got um, zebra stripes, so they'll overlay stripes onto the over and underexposed areas in the viewfinder. Um, so you can, you can sort of tweak your highlights and your lowlights, um, different color profiles, video bit rates. Um, I can change the shooting speed from 60 frames per second to 120 frames per second, which means when I slow that footage down, it doesn't get so choppy. Um, I can get a much more smooth, uh, a smoother image stabilization and smoother movement. Um, and there's built-in video stabilization, which is great. So this app is $7, and for $7, you're getting this really full-featured camera application. Um, and if you do photography, you get, you know, raw and TIFF formats. You get split focus and exposure, so you can, you know, tweak the exposure in one side of the, the viewfinder and then, um, you know, focus on something else. I mean, there's some really cool stuff in there. So uh, for 7 bucks, Pro Camera by Moment is what I've been using lately, and I absolutely love it. Just gonna say that's pretty impressive for seven bucks. Yeah, and it's it's sort of along the lines of LumaFusion on the iPad, which is a um, it's a video editor, very much akin to Final Cut Pro, and it's like thirty bucks, forty bucks, and for that much money, or for that little money, I should say, you get a fully featured editing suite on your iPad. It's kind of incredible, it's sort of like Ferrite for for podcasting and and uh, mm. audio editing. So it's it's really great. That sounds great. If uh, you're also looking to, you know, expand the video capabilities of your phone, give that a try. It sounds like a really nice tool set for not a lot of money at all. Definitely. Uh, Harry, can we get, uh, what's the next video about? We get a sneak um, peek? <clears throat> the next video I am working on, yeah, I'll give a sneak peek. So I'm working on uh, sort of five items under $50 to make your desk look like a million bucks. So that's ah, the nice. next one I'm working on. Yeah, some some good choices in there. I'm not going to spoil what they are, but you know that's that's no, the next no, one. No. So it's it's going to. I, it, what's great is um, Jackie had asked during one of our recordings about doing the closed captioning, and what I realized is closed captioning takes care of itself because I write scripts, I record them, and then I mm-hmm. dump the script into YouTube. They have a feature where you just uh, a text box, you drop your script in there, and it will auto line up the audio to the script. And so closed oh captioning gosh. takes care of it itself and it's great and then i everything over there yep and then i paste the i paste the script into the the article on the blog anyway so if you want to read the transcript it's there also so you know i'm I'm totally i'm fully accessible in that in that regard like those books we used to get when we were kids where they would read along and you would like like turn the pages with the record 
Oh yeah, yeah. Old. They still do those. My my son has like a library of the Disney ones. You they pop really the CD do. In. Yeah, they they still do them, and it it's all they're all based on like the Disney movies, like Inside Out and Ratatouille and, and all that. Um, but yeah, you <laughs> they they don't. I don't think they beep anymore. They might they might be a oh, little okay. boop, and then it, you turn the page. But yeah, I right. remember those. Boy, I loved that when I was a kid. Thought that was just great. Yeah. And my parents were like, no, nah, I don't have to read to them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was win-win. That's called a win-win, Harry. So this week, we are kicking off Focus Month by talking about doing one thing at a time. Now, look, not all of us are born with great multitasking skills. You can't see, but I'm raising my hand. Yet most of us fall prey to it. Uh, the myriad of activities crammed in our usual routine and constantly switching between them is likely to make you tired and distracted. Again, I'm raising my hand. And it defeats the whole purpose of why people tend to multitask. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, multitasking and something called single tasking. And then we're going to have a little experiment you might want to try. I will admit it's a labor-intensive experiment. But if you want to give it a try, we would love to hear about it. Should we talk about start with multitasking, Harry? Yeah, I feel like multitasking is sort of a misnomer because it's not really possible. Um, Mm. From what I've read, multitasking isn't really a thing because your brain is sort of rewiring itself every time you switch tasks, which we'll we'll get into. But the the idea of multitasking, that you're doing one, you know, more than one thing at a time, isn't really a a concept that works because your brain isn't capable of doing one thing, you know, two things well at the same time. You know, if you're trying to answer email and do a spreadsheet at work, it, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. In my experience for that, it will take that example of entering data into a spreadsheet and answering an email. I end up having to shut one off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I, I just need to stop doing this for a second and then focus on this one thing is I, the example I love to give is say you're, um, opening a door or playing catch with a baseball and then there's a loud noise like your hand will just freeze in place and all of your attention is now on the loud noise because you can you, you can only do the one thing at a time right and and you know this this sort of you, you can get away with some some kind of multitasking sometimes you know i think for things that are sort of by rote you know you're you're washing dishes and listening to a podcast you're um right. you're you know you're taking a walk and you're uh, reading a book or, or, you know, whatever that, wh- whatever it is you're doing, you know, some things you can do because your brain can sort of shut itself off and run on autopilot. And then you can focus on the other thing, which is what I do all the time. If I'm washing dishes nine times out of 10, I'm listening to a podcast and I can focus on the podcast because my hands automatically know, don't drop the dish, scrub it with the sponge, draw, uh, <laughs> rinse it off and then put it on the drying rack. Like it's not something I have to actively remind myself to do every time I do it. Right. That process is sort of on autopilot. Right. And I think that's the big distinction here earlier when we were mentioning the email in the spreadsheet versus washing dishes and listening to a podcast. In the, the former, we're talking about trying to do two cognitive tasks at once. Where in the Correct. second one, you're really only doing one, which is you know maintaining your attention on the podcast and the story. Um, the physical thing isn't really a cognitive task. Like You could have a phone call and walk in the park at the same time or respond to email and take the subway to your destination. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably the important distinction between uh, the important definition of multitasking. Are you trying to stack cognitive tasks or one cognitive task with a motor task? 
Right. And that, that, that's the, the struggle you always have to go through. And then, you know, there are times where you can't do that. You know, there, the, the number of times we back when cell phones were just getting off the ground for the, the mm-hmm. majority of people, you know, people getting into accidents because they were talking on the phone. Um, or nowadays it would be texting, you know, texting and driving. You can't do, you can't focus on one and do the other and, you know, stay alive basically. Like you, you need to focus on, <laughs> on the driving aspect and then text when you get to your destination. I'm very interested in staying alive. I am too. Ha 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 ha. Staying alive. Oh, very good. Uh, yet multitasking is quite revered in society now, isn't it? I think it is. I I think there's been a a lot of push from the, the pop psychology, um, you know, pop self-help books about multitasking, being a badass boss, you know, right. Uh, sort of, you know, pushing yourself in, in different ways to to get noticed at work, that kind of thing. Um, but to to people's detriment, I, 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 I there there are definitely psychology books that discuss you know how this is impossible. There, I I believe there was one that was written like less than ten years ago um, mm. about the fallacy of multitasking, and I know articles have come out about it uh, more than once. Um, so it it, it is a, a reoccurring subject because a recurring subject um because you know people always try to do it It, it's you know you want to get ahead at work you got to do x y and z at all times and and stay Mm -hmm. up until midnight or two in the morning and push yourself and kill yourself because you know that's what they expect and it's just it's not possible it's not feasible it isn't possible and one thing that you'll see uh, a theme running through all of those pop psychology articles and the that sort of go 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 attitude that you just described is the concept of overlap. So yeah. you have so many things to do in a given day, yet you only have so much time to get it done. We've all heard that countless times. Every minute that ticks by is a lost opportunity. If taken one by one, your tasks might take up the majority of your day. Now, those are all trite cliches that we heard countless times, but there are there is that little voice in your head that sort of subscribes to, you know what, I do want to get a whole lot done at one time. Do you, is that just me or do you hear that every now and then as well? Yeah, I, I definitely have that struggle, you know, personal life, professional life. You, you want to hunker down and do, um, you want to do a whole bunch of stuff at once, but you really need to just sort of focus on one task, but then you're pulled in 12 different directions and you have no choice, but to, to stop one thing, to do another, or try to do two things at the same time. And then you, you sort of fail at both of them. Not to mention that, um, people who multitask consistently are often not always but often seen as very capable or even admirable for their ability to do several things at one time but i I do wonder if if their results are evaluated the same way you know had they had they actually focused on the one thing done it and then done did the other thing and sent you know submitted it would they be the same kinds of results and would they be judged the same way? Or are we judging them more, or, you know, a little less harshly because, well, they did it, you know, both at the same time. And that's, that's really what we were going for. Yeah, that's a good question. I would, I mean, that's a good, we'll get to it. I want to jump ahead, but yeah. absolutely. If I, I mean, I think you could really nail one thing and hand it in and have produce a pro- impressive product before you even move on to, to item number two. So let's talk about when multitasking backfires. Again, I'm waving my hand because it does for me all the time. When you're trying to juggle multiple cognitive tasks at once, like we said earlier, the email and the spreadsheet, that's when things start to break down. 
Yes. Yeah. I, I, it, at a very low level, you know, there's, there are a lot of times where I'll be listening to a podcast and then I'll start reading something on my phone and suddenly five minutes of the podcast has gone by and I've totally missed it <laughs> because I was not paying attention to it. Cause I was focused on the article. Like my brain cannot process what's going in one ear and out the other. And then what, what is coming in through my eyes? It's just, it doesn't work that way. Yep. I, I have the same experience when I'm listening to an audio book and I'm trying to do something. And for some reason I, I had to, move my attention to something else and then my attention will return to the book and the narrator will mention a name and i'll say what julie who's julie i don't know who this person yeah i have to go back and rewind a bit to see what i missed and audiobooks are always hard for me because i i don't really listen to a lot of them because it's always one narrator whose voice you sort of get used to and then you start my Mm -hmm. mind starts to wander and then i i have to come back to it it's sort of like meditation like i you know focus on the breath focus on the breath but let your mind wander if it wanders and just bring it back and i never bring it back i'm just like off in my own land like you know i have this to do (laughs) and i have this deadline and all this stuff to do and you know it's you you lose focus so easily yeah audiobooks are my walking the dog activity since i i don't like walking the dog mm. but i like listening to my books i sort of bribe myself okay you may listen to your book if you go and walk the dog <laughs> right it's my like built-in reward so when this happens when things start to break down for every additional cognitive task you attempt to juggle beyond one really uh performance starts to deter- deteriorate in each one Um, Mm -hmm. This can show up in a whole lots of ways, but I think the two most common are reduced efficiency, meaning it takes longer to get the thing done, or just plain old increased failure. Things are either done incorrectly or you just don't get them done. Yes. Yeah, I I see this a lot in my industry. I work in legal and, you know, you see this a lot from... This happens to associates. This happens to <clears throat> professional staff. You know, the, there's a lot of demand in that industry, and you know, you're you're up at all hours of the night. But also, you have 40 things to do by the end of the day mm-hmm. um, because a, a partner needs it done, and it's impossible to function like that. Uh, my my philosophy is if if everything is a priority, nothing is a priority. So yes. you know, you you can't you can't run it a hundred percent all day, every day. Um, and you, you sort of need to, and this leads into my next, the the next point I wanted to make, which is you, you need to focus on one thing at a time. And I think, you know, something like block timing where you mm-hmm. set a certain amount of time, maybe you set half an hour, I'm going to check email in the morning and then I'm going to sort of turn my email off or, or just ignore it for the, the rest of the, the morning. Um, I'm going to set two hours to work on this report. That was that's due at noon. Um, I'm going to, you know, when the report's done, I'm going to take half an hour for lunch or an hour for lunch. And then, you know, at uh, one o'clock I am going to set another hour and a half to work on this memo. And so you're, you're blocking out your time to focus on um, one specific task. You're not, you know, checking your email, you're not answering phone calls, you're not, um, you know, checking Twitter or Facebook or, or anything else, you're just locked into this one thing. Um, and I it's using something like sorted three, which is a, a block timing slash task management software we've talked about, um, mm-hmm. you know, something like that to, to just chunk out your time. David Sparks does this a lot. He talks about this a lot, because he's sort yeah. of like hyper, hyper scheduled his day that, so that there's almost no opening, um, you know, for other stuff to, to creep in. Um, 
you know, that's, that's something you might have to do. One thing I've taken to doing for my work calendar is blocking out lunch, blocking out my Fridays so that nobody schedules meetings. Because now that we've gone fully remote, it is so easy to see on someone's calendar if they're all on the same exchange server or what have you, you know, oh, you've mm-hmm. got an opening for half an hour but from 2 to 2.30. I'm just going to pop a, a, a meeting in there. And I've actually had to tell people like, no, if you if you put this meeting in here, I will not get to eat today. So can we do it another time? Or, you know, can we I- do it tomorrow? Um, you know, you, you sort of need to, to put these things down so that other people can see them and say, Oh, he's booked at that time. We'll, we'll figure out another way to do it. Um, so, you know, blocking your schedule, uh, locking in this time to focus on one thing at a time is, is probably the best way to go forward with it. Yeah. And as much as you can, you really need to set that precedent that these times are sacred and they are non-negotiable. And this is not a potential meeting time for me. Right. Yeah. 12 to 1 every day is locked into my calendar is my lunchtime. They can't see that it's lunch. They just see that I'm blocked in that time. Um, same thing with my Fridays. I'm blocked from like 1 to 5, 530. And, you know, mm-hmm. I try. I really try to have all of my meetings Monday to Thursday so I can keep my Fridays open. Not everybody, you know, does that. But, um, you know, I still find the occasional invitation for a Friday meeting and I have to ask them, like, is there any way we can move this? And obviously, if like a partner needs a meeting at that uh, on a Friday, I'm not going to say no. But, you know, I do try to, to sort of give myself that that mental health day, so to speak, um, because it's it's like it's nonstop. You know, I've literally gone from noon till 530 in the afternoon, meeting after meeting after meeting. And it, it's so exhausting. Not only is it exhausting, when do you have time to to work. process what happened in each meeting. Yeah, I, I that, that's the thing. Like, when do I have time to actually do my job if I'm in meeting after meeting? I don't. And right. so that I, I end up using Friday as my get stuff done day because I have no other time to do it. And I'm certainly not going to work well into the evening and, and you know, not spend yeah, time oh, with my kid no. or, or, you I'm know, I have to cook dinner. That. <laughs> yeah, I, I, so am I. I I've gotten I, I, I'm no longer in that that stage of my life where I'm like just trying to please everybody and get ahead and get ahead. It's like, no, I need to I, I want to be comfortable and I want to, you know, um, do what I need to do and, and get that paycheck and then, you know, sort of relax like, for the rest of my time. And then go play D&D and go play D&D. That's like my um, Tuesday is my favorite day of the week. Oh, me too. Me too. Should we talk real quick about Pomodoro? Because this fits perfectly in right here. Yeah. So this is this also goes to that that sort of block timing thing. So using a doing sprints, you know, doing a 25 minute, 30 minute sprint and then taking a 10 Mm -hmm. minute break, Um, you know, focusing on that sprint on one thing, doing the Pomodoro technique, which is 25 minutes. I have my stream deck here. And so I push the little Pomodoro button and 25 minute timer starts ticking away and I can start working on something. And if you use something like Tick Tick. Um, you know, you can have a, it has the Pomodoro timer built right in. Um, I don't know if sorted also has a Pomodoro timer, but you know, there are free ones out there. There are apps that, that do it on your phone. Um, there are a whole bunch of different ways that you can, uh, do the Pomodoro technique. Yep. Uh, works like a dream. I'm a really big fan. Uh, this is a hint. I definitely want to talk about breaks sometime this month, Harry, because yes. I think people, I think breaks have a bad rap. You're being a slacker and you're not working. Oh, no, 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 no. Breaks are, have a huge boon and benefit to your productivity. But like my mom used to say, we'll jump off that bridge when we get to it. Yes. <laughs> uh, the polar opposite of multitasking is, of course, single tasking. What in the world is this? So it is just what you think. You focus 100% of your attention on a signal cognitive task and pour your energy into it from start to finish. 
Instead of splitting up your limited mental resources, you concentrate on one thing at a time. Uh, this isn't easy for me to do. There are times when I want, I'm working on A and I want to quickly work on C. And I will say out loud to myself at the risk of hearing everyone, everyone hearing me talk to myself, one thing at a time, one thing at a time. And that will pull me back to the one thing I'm doing. Um, that's the, in a nutshell, the notion of single tasking. Yeah, I mean, this is this is exactly what we've been talking about. You know, yeah. focusing all of your attention on one thing. It's it it drives me nuts if I'm like washing the dishes and I'm asked to you know make a cup of tea or you know go clean something else and it's like let me let me finish this and then I will go do it because you pull me out of that and then I'm out of that groove. If I'm in that groove, let me finish it. Um, it's not always possible, but it, it it's something that I, I wish um, you know at work too. You know, I'm I'm in the middle of of drafting something and some someone sud- the, suddenly someone is is iming me hey can do you have to, five minutes to chat about this this thing that I, this project i'm doing it's like not really but you know sure and but then here you know, we go right. here we go and then 30 minutes later 45 minutes later i'm you know down the rabbit hole of some other new project and i've totally forgotten what i was working on that's the important part there I've totally forgotten what i've working on there have been so many studies on how much it takes to get back to where you were on the previous task. Yeah. I've seen everything from 15 to 30 minutes to get yourself back to where you were, not only physically, but mentally in that frame rate or in that state. Um, so even a five minute interruption can turn into 20 minute, 25 minute delay on yeah. what you were just doing. And this is exactly why I have been loving the analog system because I have this card every day that shows me the 10 things I have to get done. And Mm -hmm. I always know, okay, I've done X, Y, and Z on this list. Now we're doing the next, you know, the next thing that's listed. Um, So I I never have to worry. Even if I get something else, you know, that some other task that I have to do, that'll go into things. I'll throw it in the inbox and then I'll process it later. But, you know, these things that I wrote down first thing in the morning, these are the things that absolutely have to get done today. And then everything else comes after that and I can fill out a new card later. Um, but you know, right. writing it down and just, you know, filtering out your to-do list of, you know, I've got 40 things in this to-do list in this app. Um, and then I'm going to filter this down to the top 10 or the top five that have to get done today. It's, it's a really great way to just break down your day and not feel so overwhelmed. Yes, exactly. And you're only looking at the five or so most pertinent tasks, right? The, something I struggled with when I had to do is or whatever it was open, is I know that you can go into focus mode and so on, but still, even then, I know all these other things are just right behind the curtain. <laughs> I see I'm looking at five things, but there's 35 others. Whereas with this, there's nothing else on that little index card right. besides the five things that you've written down. Um, yeah, so Harry, you talked about that extensively in, in your most recent video. Yes, it was my most As recent of this video. recording. Yes. So um, go and check that out. Uh, it looks really, really cool. Again, you can, like Harry said, put one together at home uh, if you want to go um, the less expensive or more immediate route, or you can um, invest a little money in a tool that you really enjoy. Um, I did put it on my Father's Day wish list. <laughs> I'm going to say that right now. Uh, that's a hint for my family <clears throat> who don't listen to this. <laughs> but there it is anyway. I'm putting it out to the universe, Harry. That's so, that's how you do it. You gotta you gotta read the secret. You know, you make the vision board, and then stuff just manifests. Right. By the way, I'm ten years into my Alyssa Milano vision board, and there's still no knock at the door. <laughs> Jeez, that's a conversation hey. for a different podcast. <laughs> 
So single tasking is it's pretty simple. It's just taking the mental effort or the purposeful intention to just do one thing at a time. Yes. And, and I think it pays dividends. And and I think if you're in, in the position where you can tell the people who are asking you to do things or telling you to do things, you mm-hmm. know, I'll get to it. Let me finish this first. I think that's a great place to start and really set the precedent. Like it is not, it is not in my nature to jump from one thing to the other. I'm working on something. I will get to yours as soon as it's done. Um, because it's, you, you can't, you can't do that. Like your brain will not let you do that. You'll, you will fail every single time. Every single time. Don't trick yourself. So at the beginning of this episode, I talked about a trick that you might want to try. And I mentioned that it is labor intensive and it is, but it's an experiment. And if you want to take it on listener, we would love to hear about it. You can single task your devices. Tell me more. Here's what I'm talking about. (laughs) If an app is installed everywhere, then your notifications are everywhere. So to be productive, you might want to try accessing certain apps on certain devices only. Dave, that's crazy. I know it's an experiment, but here's a proposal. Try something like Slack is just on your phone. Mm -hmm. Um, WhatsApp, Google Hangouts is on, um, maybe that's just on your phone. Or Facebook or Twitter are only on a certain device. Maybe you're um, reading articles um, on your desktop only. Maybe you're doing email just on your laptop, not on your phones. Maybe you're doing personal email just on your laptop. You're reading ebooks on your tablet or you're reviewing bookmarks um, on your tablet only. Does it seem absolutely crazy? Yes, but it might be worth an experiment. I would love to hear if you do that. One thing that I've, I've kind of played with this a little bit is that my work email is only on my phone. It's mm-hmm. not on my desktop. It's not on the computer. I don't really have a computer at work, um, but it isn't anywhere else. It only lives there. It's the only place I can get it uh, is there. So that's my only tiptoe into this experiment. <laughs> yeah, I um, I don't know if I could do this because I, I, I'm at my computer all day and I have my work email on my computer and I have it on my phone. I don't have my work email on my home screen on my phone, though. So I only ever know I get an email if I'm not at my computer, if I hear the mm-hmm. notification go off. So I, I've mm-hmm. sort of limited myself in that regard because I'm because I'm working from home. I'm at my computer all day. Even if I walk away, I can hear it ding, you know, from the, from the other room. So I'm not too worried about missing anything. Um, and the, the app is always open, so I can always pop in when I need to. Um, but on my phone, I don't want to be, you know, obsessed with checking my email left and right. My company has been really good. I I said it in the video, you know, they're after five 30, anything they're emailing is really meant for the people on the West coast side. So, you know, they, they expect me to not really be answering email unless they specifically ask me for something. So I'm, you know, the, the work life thing that I I had created hasn't really applied lately because I don't need to check my email that much after work. Um, so, but I, I don't know if I could, you know, single task a, a device like this, um, I, f- I feel like relying on single tasking devices, um, you know, using your, your tablet, because especially when I say tablet, I mean iPad, because really there are no other tablets. Um, and anyone who uses a, a Samsung, don't, don't at me or email me. Um, but, you know, you use an iPad. Yes, you can use two apps side by side, but you really, you're, you're, most of the time you're using one app at a time. And I think that's a, right. a great way to go. I, I think using an iPad as a main device, if you can do it, um, is a, and I was doing it for a while, is, is a great way to sort of lock yourself into one thing at a time. You know, I was using it for writing cabinet scripts. So I was having Safari open on one side and my um, writing app open on the other. 
But because of the way Safari works on the iPad versus the desktop, it wasn't in my, it wasn't like second nature for me to just open up a new tab and check YouTube or open up a new mm. tab and check something else. Honestly, the, I would really like lose my focus if I started on Wikipedia and started like clicking down the rabbit hole of links. Um, but I was never in the, in the position on an iPad to just suddenly open up different apps and have them running it all the time. Um, because it doesn't work that way. It doesn't let you do that. So, you know, using a single tasking device like an iPad where you can, yeah, you can do, you can read your books and you can check your email and you can check Twitter and all that, but you can't do it all at the same time the way you can on a, on a MacBook or on a PC. Um, right. So that, that might be something else. And, and another thing is automation. You know, I just subscribed to the one plan up on SaneBox. So I was on the snack plan. I think I'm on the dinner plan now, um, or the <laughs> breakfast plan. So I get two email addresses, but I get five automatic filing folders. So I have, you know, for newsletters, I have one for receipts. I have one for my later stuff that doesn't really need to sit in the inbox. And what's great is I don't get notified of anything unless it's actually in my inbox. So if it goes into one of those other folders automatically, I don't see it until I physically go in and check. So that's another great way. So you're not getting dinged with notifications all the time because you're not seeing those emails come in. Very, very nice. Uh, give that a try listeners. Yeah. So, I think automation is a, is a great way to, to multitask, especially if you can set it up as passive automation, you know, you have right. Hazel running that's monitoring different folders and file types. You know, you download a PDF on your desktop. Well, you know, if you, anything that has the word receipt in the file name automatically gets filed into a folder. I don't have to go in and do that and break up my day. I just download the receipt and it goes where it's supposed to. And I don't have to worry about it. That is a very beautiful thing, um, passive automation. I really love it. One of these days, we'll have to have uh, Dave come on, Dave yeah. Sparks, and talk all about Hazel, and because he's just a ninja with this stuff. And yeah, he can save you tremendous amounts of time. Definitely. We'll talk about that in the future for this week. I think we've talked about uh, doing one thing at a time pretty well. I think so too. Harry, why don't you take us home? Well, I want to thank everyone for listening. If you enjoy the work we do and you'd like to show your support, consider becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash homework podcast. Each week, you'll find bonus content like fun episodes and interviews, worksheets, and you'll be able to listen as we record the show live every Thursday night. We'd like to thank this week's level two patrons, Chris Allen Jones, Jackie Hollywood Brown, John Kivis, Damian Barrett, Kel Stewart, and I guess Murder Hornets were just a filler episode. You can also hang out with us over on Discord and chat with like-minded homeworkers, ask questions, and exchange tips and tricks. You'll find the link to that in this episode's show notes, which can be found over at the Homework Podcast dot com slash episodes slash two seven six if you like the show please leave us a review and or a star rating in apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts because reviews help people find the show they help people understand what the show is about and we just like seeing them you can find more about us at our linktree accounts that i am at linktr.ee slash hc marks and you will find dave's links at slash dave kalo thanks again for joining us we will see you next week now go get some work done Bye.